You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. Welcome to The Uprising. We're here with the final artist interview in this series. We do have a couple more non-artists coming up, but we had to we had to get another band in here. The funny thing is, is that our last band interview is the first band to play at Uprising. Exactly. They're going to be kicking off the festival uh, 1 p.m., 1.10, something like that. Man, right in the middle of, of the swelter, <laughs> middle <laughs> of July. <laughs> oh, boy. Bless these guys for taking that slot, but, you know. And bless everyone for being out there like at that early. Right. Someone's got to open the main stage. Someone's got to do it. It's an honor. You got to kick it off. And it, that honor was given to Black Note Graffiti, of which we got to speak with two members in a unique situation. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Ricardo Ortiz and Gabby Bryant of the band joined us. And for I think this was the first time we actually had Gabby joined mid-interview. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and watching it back, I wanted to kind of apologize to her because noticed that we definitely did not introduce ourselves or anything when she joined. Like we just kind of kept on rolling with the interview. Like just and yeah. as soon as she, in fact, as soon as she joined, we asked her a question right off the bat. Was like, <laughs> "All right, you're here. Let's get started. Let's. <laughs> we're not stopping this train. Sorry. Yeah. Clearly, I'm glad that she was able to hop on and hold on because it was just <laughs> we just kept right on moving. Kudos to her for doing such a good job of seamlessly integrating herself into the conversation yeah well that's what was so funny about the, the whole situation is we're, we're kind of stalling for time and we had our lunch break trying to trying to get the interview done and and gabby was doing her day job trying to do her work so uh finally finally got it to work <laughs> so we had a group lunch is really what you're saying yeah we did yeah. <laughs> water cooler talk yeah exactly this was good times. These guys are very cool. Super easy to get along with and talk to. Black Note Graffiti is out of Ann Arbor. So we are again hitting up the Michigan bands. We started with Heartsick, ending with these guys. And obviously Eva in the middle. And I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Really, the Oxys were the odd, odd men out for a couple of different <laughs> reasons. One, because they're not on the lineup this year. And two, because they're not from Michigan. Nonetheless. Yes. We won't hold that against them. I want to make a, a particular note, again, regarding Gabby and one of her answers. We asked her at some point late in the interview about her first festival experience as an attendee, and she said she hadn't actually been to a festival as an attendee. Now, we later discovered that Gabby's very concerned with making sure that she speaks the truth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she messaged us and was like, listen, hey, I just remembered I've actually been to a couple of jazz festivals. And so <laughs> we want to give her kudos for wanting to make sure that the entire story gets out. So if anybody ever asks you, Gabby Bryant of Black Note Graffiti has been to music festivals as an attendee. <laughs> yeah, what, what people might not realize is that we do really put people on the spot. Like they don't know these questions most of the time ahead of time. We're just like, all right, we're going to rapid fire them. And then there's three of us. So like we're all shooting questions at you one, at, one after <laughs> another. It's, it's a lot to take in sometimes. So. We totally get it if if you can't think of anything like right on the spot or, you know, if your answer comes to you after after the fact. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> we appreciate that. And we appreciate that that further supported something that they said within the interview, which is that the band has diverse musical taste. Ricardo talked about how Gabby brings a, a metal side out of the band and Gabby talks about going to jazz festivals. 
So there you go. Yeah. Yep. One quick note before we get into the conversation. I do want to kind of sell their albums. These guys have gone over some changes over the years, and you'll notice, and you'll pick up on some of that in the conversation. They have three albums to date. There was Volume 1 came out in 2013, Volume 2 in 2017. Those are full LPs. Volume 3 is actually two EPs, both released in 2020. So stay tuned to this conversation and and, uh, see if you might glean a little bit of insight about Volume 4. So without any further ado, Here's Gabrielle Bryant and Ricardo Ortiz of Black Note Graffiti. We are here with Ricardo Ortiz and maybe more, we'll see, of (laughs) of Black Note Graffiti. Another band from Michigan, this time from the Ann Arbor area. So, Ricardo, welcome to the show. We're super happy to have you. Yeah, glad to have have me as well. Um, but yeah, glad to be on the show. Yeah, thanks for making time. For sure. This uh, This is a good time. Good. (laughs) <laughs> that's our that's always our goal yeah. <laughs> before we dive too deep into upheaval we just want to kind of start with a little band history black note graffiti has been described as a progressive metal band and you guys have been releasing music for almost 10 years now so how do you feel the band has evolved over the 10-year span oh um considerably so like when we first started i was not in the band so that was part of it and it was mostly chris and his brother kurt chris plays guitar kurt's on drums and their lifelong friend, uh, Adam, who's on bass. And so they were kind of more of a blues rock sort of band uh, when I joined. And I was coming from like the Ann Arbor punk scene. And so I, you know, definitely had, um, I'm more comfortable as a screamer than a singer. I will say that right now. So like I knew what I could bring to the table, but though what they were doing was, it was cool, but it wasn't exactly what I was doing. So we kind of meshed our styles together and, you know, we had a good run. I was like lead singer for a while. and. But we felt and we got to play, you know, South by Southwest and got some really good shows in that time period. But they're always like felt like something was missing. And so, you know, flash forward about, I think it was 2015 that Gabrielle joined the band, um, a.k.a. Gabby. And she initially started as kind of a background singer, but she is such an amazing voice that after a while and, and I knew right away, like as soon as she started, she started <laughs> singing, I was like, Ooh, my time is limited. You know, it's like, fuck. <laughs> you know, she's too good to be just be in the background, right? And so she brought a sonic difference and she also played keys too. So that also added another sonic element to it. But then when we kind of woke up and was like, okay, we should probably put Gabby in the front. And it just totally changed the way because Gabby, of all the people in the band, she's the biggest metalhead. Um, and so she's like, she brought in that metal aesthetic, but you couldn't really tell because she's got such an angelic voice, but she's just like brought that sort of element to it. And now that she's more involved in the songwriting process, you can definitely hear it, um, with our newer material. It's just a lot more, more brutal than, uh, the stuff that I was coming in talking, singing about feelings and shit. And then now she comes (laughs) in and she's like, no, fuck all that. You know, we're, we're going to make this shit metal. So. Um, she really brought in not just the sonic element, but also the ideas of like, you know, where we could go as a band. Nice. And I'm glad that you brought that up because like I, I was trying to figure out when Gabby joined the band because listening to your discography, the first two albums, like you said, are kind of have that very bluesy type style. And then when yeah. she uh, joined the band or at least came out from the background, it seems <laughs> uh yeah, it just you, you kind of change your whole your whole band dynamic, and so I'm glad that that uh, she came out of out of her shell and uh, <laughs> decided to take lead. 
Yeah, in more than one way. I mean, you know, when she was first on stage, she always had the hat on and was like covering her hand and like singing in the background, doing one of these. And now she's like fully embracing it. It's just like in the crowd and just like really front and center and just like really having the time of her life. You can tell. It's awesome. I think that's really cool. We were talking with uh, the oxymorons and they were they have multiple vocalists and they were discussing how the best way for a band to be is, is ego free about those kind of things. It's like, we're going to yeah. figure out who makes sense, who works for this part and, and makes the song the best to have them in that role. And it's, it's cool that you guys, you know, kind of came to that conclusion that this is what we want to do, even if it involves a little bit of like internal restructuring of our roles. Sure. It was a little bitter pill to swallow, you know, at first, you know, <laughs> going from the front to the like kind of the side. But, you know, ultimately, you know, like you said, you have to be ego free of what's best for the music. And so overall, we knew that this was really what um, was best for the music. And it really just pushed us to be better musicians overall. It's really easy to get complacent in like that, like lukewarm bath, you know, where you're like, I'll just stay in here until I get wrinkly. But, you know, <laughs> as time goes on. You know, you, you realize that you're just wasting your time. You're spinning your wheels. Yeah. One thing that we have uh, learned from doing this series is that there seems to be this very friendly rivalry of East versus West Michigan. Ooh. I've never actually heard anybody talk bad about either side, but bands are definitely quick to point out if an underground band is from the Detroit Ann Arbor side of the state or if they're from the Grand Rapids side of the state. And no one talks about North Michigan. Uh, so, <laughs> we don't know what's going on up there. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> So do you feel that that's a safe assessment of Michigan's music scene? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's always that camaraderie. I feel like, you know, you mentioned Heartsick earlier. Um, they're not the exact same type of music that we play. But when we saw them, I think it was at the Diesel Lounge we played with them. We were blown away. We we're like, oh, these guys are fucking awesome. And so, you know, that that internally just made it like, OK, I think we can also rise to this level. You know, next show we have. You know, we'll push the envelope a little bit and and then they'll push the envelope a little bit. And like another band, Gazi, was also kind of like that. And like we just uh, we just love playing shows with those type of bands because, you know, they're great at what they do. We think we're great at what we do. And so we're just like constantly trying to push that bar. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring that up, because number one, I don't think we've heard a bad thing said about Alfonso from anybody that we've that we've talked to. <laughs> Such a good day. Such a good bit. <laughs> but also Alfonso kind of reiterated that that his number one thing that he wants anyone to know is that if we can do it, anybody can do it. So get out there and do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out the, you know, get out the closet and just like jump into the front <laughs> stage. Right. <laughs> We're speaking of, we've got uh we've got somebody ready to jump into the interview here. So I'm gonna let that happen. All right. <laughs> I said Gabby is approaching. Yep. <laughs> you are correct. Hey guys, how's it going? Hello. Uh, it's going. Welcome. We were just talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> you right. love entering into a conversation like that, don't you? All right. I got caught up with some work stuff and yeah, life. It's all anyway. good. Yeah, we know how good. that goes. We totally yeah. get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing the um the evolution of the band and your entrance into it and that, that kind of changing, you know, the sound and direction as well as just kind of the, the overall vibrancy of Michigan music from, you know, the Ann Arbor and like the Detroit side all the way back over to Grand Rapids where upheaval, which were our main focus here is, is going to be occurring. Cool. So it. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I guess, Gabby, since since you kind of we were talking about the, the transition of the band over time, how how do you feel kind of being more of the, the focal point of, of the band as it is right now? Um, I mean, I guess in regards to how I feel, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess I feel like I've always been like I feel like ever since I first joined the band, like Rick and Kurt and Chris and Adam have always you know treated me just so welcoming and like you know we're family so i don't know like of course like musically we sound a little different but other than that like dynamically the way we vibe and ride is, is all, always been the same awesome mm. well i was speaking to like how the new collaboration like you've brought this really metal element to our newer stuff and how you are the most just metalhead out of all of us and yeah. How well yeah really that's true changed us for the best and so yeah yeah, I, I mean, I think it's really cool how, like, each one of us has, like, different music tastes. Like, we have a very, very wide range of, like, music tastes as far as, like, genre and as, like, you know, time period, like, is when hmm. music came out. So, like, we, we mesh it all together really well. Well, we're definitely interested to see it live. Um, as we kind of pointed out earlier, you guys are, are heading up the front the stage, uh, the actually heading up the whole festival uh, the upheaval festival and so i'm just kind of curious from your perspective like how has the upheaval festival impacted the michigan uh music scene um you know this is, this is our first year uh obviously joining upheaval um this is i this is my first time actually hearing of upheaval i didn't know about it until we actually joined. i was like oh crap this is cool like and i was looking at the instrument like, oh my god like this is this is like a big deal yeah so <laughs> i think it's cool this year that they're adding like a lo local stage like there's three stages now so that's okay. super Cause I mean, like you should support the bands that come from your state. You can't just like yeah. want to buy tickets for, you know, these really big bands and not support people, you know, that are from where you're from. So I think that's really cool that they, that they in integrate that. Yeah. We were discussing earlier how uh, something neat about this festival is that the state of Michigan is represented up and down the whole lineup. You've got some of the yeah. bigger bands on the bill are from the state and you have an entire stage dedicated to bands from the state. Super cool. Yeah, Alfonso from Heartsick was gave the same endorsement. He was, we were like, who should we go see at this festival? He was like, see the local stage. We're like, all right. Yeah. yeah. We will. <laughs> and that's like one of the benefits we've had of being able to travel around the state and play different shows in different areas is just seeing what Michigan has to offer. And like, you know, a lot of people have said like, you know, the, the rock scene's dead or whatever, but you know, it's very much alive. There's very much people doing new stuff out there and pushing the envelope and you know, right around the corner. So it, and, you know, because of the pandemic, I feel like there was a, a kind of a surge of, of creativity because what else were we going to do during that time? Mm -hmm. So like now, you know, people, especially people who haven't ventured out and started seeing shows again, you know, they're, I think they're in for a, a great surprise to see like what people have been working on, how they push the envelope and like, what is to offer in the state? Mm-hmm. I'm just really curious, like, how would you describe your emotions, like, ahead of playing a, a big festival like Upheaval? Emotions meaning? Like, are you nervous, excited, like? Oh, well, I mean, I'm totally excited. Um, I, I, don't, I, I mean, I guess when I first started music, I will always be nervous to play any show, really. But, I mean, I guess, like, you get to a certain point where you you do it so much where you're like, oh, well, you know, it's just a, another fun rehearsal with people watching. <laughs> yeah that's fair you like that <laughs> do you feel like you treat you guys treat it any differently than most other shows that you're preparing for i think it's important not to i think it's because of the the size of it it's that's very awesome when you get on stage it's a different matter 
But leading up to it, I think it's important to have the same kind of mindset that like, I'm still going to play as hard, go just as hard, you know, to the crowd of 30 than I am to the crowd of 30,000. So I think definitely the excitement is building up. And as each day approaches, it's, you know, it's getting more and more welling up inside. But I think it's important not to also, you know, lose your head about what's going to happen and overthink things. And then, yeah, I think that's, that's the start of not uh, the start of bad things. Yeah. (laughs) That's yeah. fair. And just remembering, you know, like why you're doing this in the first place, because you love music and you love hanging out with your friends. So yeah. that's really all it is. But it's cool to share stage with Lamb of God, too. That's I that's, mean, that's, <laughs> there you go. I'm going to go there, but it's going to be too humble. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, that actually kind of transitions into our next question here. This lineup features a murderer's row of powerful female fronted acts from Hailstorm and Dorothy to Eve Under Fire in this moment and New Year's Day. How does it feel to be included in such a lineup? Um, I mean, it, it feels cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the uh, female front end, like aspect is cool. Um, I've always just, I've, I never thought of myself as like, oh, I'm a female front end rock band. It's, I don't know, I don't know. We, we just love music and that's just what, what we do. It's really cool yeah. to see, you know, other females doing it as well. You know, it's just music. It's good that it's all integrated, whether it's gender, race, whatever. Sounds. Right. Right. We're just, we're, we're suckers for that. Cause we've, we've spoken to a lot of those, a lot of those acts already. So we're, we're, yeah. we're hyped that they get to have some shine on a, on an entire festival. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think that speaks to like where we're at now as a society, you know, it's like yeah. before, you know, people didn't feel like women had a place in metal music. So, it's nice that the landscape is changing and opening up more doors for people to open up their minds and realize how that, you know, female fronted isn't a genre. It's just, right. it's, yeah, a common right. place. it's commonplace. Right. Yeah. So looking back at your band's discography, it seems like the band's kind of released music on every about three years or so consistently since 2013. So just kind of curious by that math, volume four should be out by the end of the year. Correct. Good math, yeah. Yeah, we're working on that right now. Dang it. The formula has been revealed. <laughs> no, yeah. I think um we're we're going into record this year and we've been writing like heavily um since the fall until winter and spring and lately. So yeah, we've been writing a lot this year. So yeah, that's what we're doing. Awesome. Will there be new music debuted at upheaval possibly? Yes. Indeed. That's awesome. kind of, you know it, it's funny because that's kind of how we test out our, our new music we play it nice. out. if we vibe with it if people vibe with it we're like okay yeah this is definitely getting recorded yeah <laughs> that makes sense otherwise if people are just standing there with their arms crossed we're like okay <laughs> we'll cross that one you have off to go back and, yeah. yeah back to the drawing board on that one it's right. not ready yet <laughs> that's the I mean that makes sense that's how a lot of bands do it. it's how stand up comedians do it you know you test out your set and see how the response is. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, cut what doesn't work and keep what does. So exactly. try to gain those uh, zombie fans, as oxymorons call them. Is that it? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't realize it and then just come yeah. to the stage. Oh, yeah. People that oh, discover yeah. you like accidentally. They're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I hear something amazing. Yeah. I'm going to go. <laughs> I must wander over and yeah. find it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool, too, because like when you perform music live, you bring a whole different energy to it than if you would like in a studio, like in a little booth. So you kind of figure out how you want to perform the song. You know, when you go to the studio. So that's the cool part about it, too. Nice. Plus, there's also options of things happening live that may inform how we do things. There's like one in particular. We were playing the show in Toronto 
and um, we we're playing this song called Scars, which is off our first record. And the lights went out in the middle of it. And Gabby and I just kept singing and um, until the end of the song. And then, you know, it just, you know, they had to take a minute to put it back out. But then we realized how cool it sounded, you know, with just the vocals. And so now whenever we play it live, that's how we do it. And nice. so there's just like a spot where we totally cut off and it's just her and I going back and forth. And it's it's cool. You know, I, we're definitely a live band. We're not a studio band. We love playing live. We love playing shows and there's nothing greater. And, and when you get those moments to really change that change how you view your own music, it's it makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Do you have any big concerts or tours planned for later this year? Uh, yeah, well, we just got back from North by Northeast uh, in Toronto. We played that a couple weeks back. And um, but moving forward, um, yeah, what else? We, we got we're playing Chelsea's Sight and Sounds the day before Upheaval. Um, and then, uh, well, we're taking most of uh, uh, August and September to start the recording process. Um, we still have some shows that are in the work that we're not we can't officially announce. So we are yeah. figuring it out. Oh, Fair enough. Gotcha, so gotcha. no, no, nothing planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can edit that part out. It's all good. It's all good. It's all, good. <laughs> all right. All right. So the last section of this, um, we call it burning questions. And it's five questions that we ask more or less the same thing to everybody that we discuss or that we talk with, especially in this upheaval series. So it's definitely for both of you guys. First up, what is a song or an album that changed your life? For me, easy answer. Uh, Relationship of Command by At The Drive-In was definitely the one that like blew me away of what music could be and and how how like how live that record sounds. It's just amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, I would say In Rainbows uh, by Radiohead. Definitely. Oh, man. That like started the whole i don't know alternative i guess music for me i want to make a side note on in rainbows uh that to this day is still like if i want to like try on a pair of headphones and see how they sound <laughs> that's, the <one. laughs> that's the one you can figure out your sonics on if something if that album set doesn't sound good in those headphones mm -hmm. then they're trash get rid of them <laughs> so, <laughs> right that album is amazing sonically so, <laughs> so good I'm not even a music nerd or a Radiohead nerd per se. I just, you can tell there's something special about it. <laughs> yeah. Really. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It takes me, I got, had the fortune of seeing Radiohead in Spain when I was uh, in Spain. Uh, just randomly, they just came through. And that was during the In Rainbows tour. And it was just such a, just like religious experience. That's so yeah. cool. That's so neat. So, what was your first festival experience like as an attendee and as a performer? Uh, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but I've never been to a music festival as an attendee. I've been to shows, but I've never been to a, like a festival as an attendee. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, you're good. Well, what's your uh, experience like as a performer? Um, It's super cool because it's just like a bunch of musicians, like all just like talking about music and it's re really dope. Awesome. Um, For me, it was... Van's Warp Tour was one of the first festivals I went to back when it was in Pontiac, if I can date myself. Uh, so it was at the Phoenix Center in Pontiac. And yeah, that was the first time I felt like off the chain, like free to roam around and be a wild, crazy kid. And I remember just 
like running into t- like bands walking through the crowd and at one point i got to tell kid rock to fuck off so that was cool <laughs> um, and so yeah that was yeah that was a really great experience as a as an attendee um one of the first as a as a band member was south by southwest and um that was just mayhem same thing i was just like musicians and concert goers just fighting through the dirty sixth street um and i remember just seeing this woman just like with this giant harp just going up this hill just ready to play (laughs) and she was like about five foot four like five foot even and just like the harp was like six feet tall and i was just like okay my kind of atmosphere so it was it was pretty cool it was really cool that's that's amazing. It's funny that you bring up Kid Rock and also hatred of Kid Rock because Al- <laughs> Alfonso did the same thing when we when we did <laughs> his interview. <laughs> so uh, we have more in common than we realize. We get one more person saying something about him. I'm gonna make like a little. I'm gonna make a thing out of it. Like, it's gonna become a big a compilation. Yeah. <laughs> We're almost there. Very satisfying. There's two people I got to tell fuck off. Kid Rock was one, and John Mayer was the other. <laughs> and for, I feel like. My life has has meaning, you know. It, yes. it, it really is. I've lived a charmed life. Charmed life. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we have that feeling in in St. Louis, sports related, about a, a, a owner by the name of Stan Kroenke. So yeah, if if I oh, had cool. that, that would be my ideal person. <laughs> to tell. So I I can understand that. Yeah. I hope life provides an opportunity Thank for you. <laughs> Uh, thank you we appreciate that yeah i wish that upon you i'll put that in the world Uh, maybe maybe stan will listen to the podcast who knows send it directly to him yeah Yeah, if you're listening stan call in here's the number we'll put on the screen exactly (laughs) all right is there someone you're most looking forward to hearing meeting or reuniting with at upheaval Hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to see Lamb of God because I, I did see them when we played. What was that? Um, it, remember that show that the it, the what, riff. Uh, yeah, riff fest. Yeah, riff fest. Yeah, yeah, we got to see them, and that was really cool. So I would love to see them again because they slept. <laughs> Funny backstory that we actually played in the parking lot leading up to the show, so it's yes. nice. Actually, I feel like we've now taking that step onto the same <laughs> stage so yeah we're, we let we're, you we're inside doing. the venue this time exactly <laughs> <laughs> we can do the push. exactly uh, but for me i um there's an after show with guar so i'm really really looking forward yeah. i have that's on my bucket list of seeing guar even though um you know rip um who just died recently uh it's still gonna be a good time all right and related to that um besides yourself obviously who is an upheaval artist that everyone should see? Maybe this will be the same answer. I know you guys are pretty excited about about Gore and Lamb of God, but never know. It for me, it's the same answer. They're like, come with us, see these guys. You yeah. gotta do it. <laughs> Seriously, we'll get a band. We'll get, we'll get, it'll be a good time. Some Sixers. <laughs> we'll get blood upon. <laughs> I think you can actually make it to both because Lamb of God's set will end if you need to head over to to the intersection. I think it's the same night, so yeah, there you go. This is this is doable. <laughs> but I'm going to share a similar response you got before. But check out the local stage because you'll always be surprised of who is playing uh, at the local stage and how good they are. Mm-hmm. So, what do you love about performing live? 
the most open-ended question we can have. It's like, who's the biggest <laughs> softball? We save it for the end is the biggest softball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. That's a tough question. I mean, I guess the most basic cliche answer would be, oh, I love performing, seeing people get into it and like vibing. Yeah, like, okay, that's true. That's <laughs> But you know, the, I, honestly, I mean, for real, like whenever I perform live, I like think about, man, like we won't do this forever like this is like mm. like these like i love these guys so much and you know sometimes you have a bad show and it's like dang but it's like you know you're not gonna do this forever so i guess the nostalgia of like feeling like man this is like our prime we're having fun we're just doing our thing no matter if we mess up or people even like it people even care like we're just doing our thing we're putting ourselves out there so that's probably my favorite part just like you know feeling that connection and just hanging out right nice for me, it's like the culminating event. Um, so like when you start off writing music, it's like sometimes some of us are just starting off in a room, you know, just dicking around a guitar and hoping it sounds cool. And then you take it to the next level and you bring it in front of somebody else and then they change it and you're butthurt about it, but you still go around <laughs> with it. And then it ends up sounding better than you think. And then when you put it in front of people and then other people are vibing to it. It's funny to think about that initial start of like, I was just sitting in my room dicking on guitar about this. And now people are like bumping something down. So people are singing along. And that that feels very just life affirming that like, you know, it's like Abby said, this is a just like a snapshot in, in the history of my life right now. Mm -hmm. And I get to live it. Not everybody is as, as lucky to get to this point. And so, yeah, I cherish every second of it because I've been dreaming about this ever since I was like, in elementary school in a tennis racket playing to my friends, you know, so, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's a cool kind of culminating event. There's no wrong answer to that question uh, as long as it's <laughs> honest, but I do want to know, like, I really appreciate those answers. Those are, those are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much for joining us. We do appreciate having you on the show. And, and I, I will say that I hope that you guys get to keep playing big stages and, and bigger stages and, and doing uh, whatever you guys want to dream to do. Thank yeah. you. Really appreciate that. Thank you for having us. Please, yeah. Continue supporting local music. We really, really need it, and we really appreciate those who do it. So, thank you. Mm -hmm. We're planning to be there in in the July heat, one p.m. <laughs> Friday. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> At that we'll stage. Make it worth a while. We'll <laughs> We're gonna do our best to be there. We'll have to, to beat the crowds to get in and whatnot. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be a good time for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'll be the one rolling down the hill by the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be the best uh, way to get around. Just exactly. <laughs> Very efficient. Very be easy. <laughs> no, we we really appreciate your guys' time, and this has been a great series. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having us. This has been fun. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Good luck with the rest of your series, and uh, thanks thank again you. for having us. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you. So thank you very much for listening to the Itch Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, become an upriser. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H. R-O-C-K-S.